Hi, this is Bob McElligot taking you through the Blue Jackets offseason. Well, last night the National Hockey League held its annual lottery draft, taking the teams that did not make postseason play and determining the order in which they would pick in this upcoming summer's draft. Now, the Blue Jackets' record from this past season had them picking fifth overall. They were hoping that they would be able to move up and not slide down. But when all was said and done, the Blue Jackets will stay in that number five spot. That's where they will pick later this summer. Now, immediately following the draft lottery, I had a chance to catch up with Blue Jackets general manager Yarmo Kekalainen and get his thoughts. Here's that conversation. The NHL draft lottery results just coming in, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to draft fifth overall in the draft this summer. Yarmo, that is where you were slated going into it. You were hoping for movement. There really wasn't much of any. There was only one team that moved. Actually, Anaheim slipped back from number two to number three. Other than that, it was pretty status quo. Yeah, I guess that's what the percentages are for. And, and uh, you know, it was disappointing. We were hoping that we'd win one or two, but uh, at least we didn't slide back. So somebody said fifth overall pick for the fifth line. So I think that's appropriate. All right, let me ask you. You go into this draft with three first-round picks this year. So even though you're sitting at number five, uh, whether it comes to players, draft picks, whatever, there are a lot of options that you have, aren't there? Absolutely. I think it gives us a lot of flexibility. We have, we have those assets now that we can, we can think of within our group that what, what's the best way to, uh, to build from those, uh, those picks. And it could be a trade, it could be a, um, a pick, two picks out of three, or, or um, you know, if we think that's the best way to do and best way to go, we'll pick all three. Uh, but most likely, we'll probably use one of those for in a trade and try to get our team stronger for next year. Your scouts have been evaluating all of this time the last couple of months in a much different way in some cases than other years because of the COVID pandemic, especially when it comes to junior hockey in Canada. Abbreviated seasons, the Ontario Hockey League didn't even have a season. What's the challenge for your staff and for you just to get all of the information that you normally have, and everybody's in the same boat, every team's in the same boat, but how much more challenging is it to try to figure out exactly the player, the person in the player that you're drafting this year? Well, I think it's just the amount of video that we have to do and lack of uh, live viewings. Ontario Hockey League didn't play at all, um, all year, so we were based on the underage reports from the year before, and uh, some of the tournaments that these guys have attended in the, in the World Junior Under 18 in Texas, some of them will be at the uh, Erie Showcase here, just uh, coming up right now. So um, it, it will be a challenge. There's no question about it. We don't get to in-person meetings now where we get a little bit of a feel, put a face to a name and, and get to know the person a little bit. We're doing it by Zoom like everybody else. And, and so it, it's very different. It's challenging, but it's doable. And, and uh, we've been at it all year. We've been watching a lot of video, a lot of uh, repetition, and we, we got it all. We, we have all of the uh, the footage on each of those players that we're considering but uh, putting them in the right order is a challenge as as it is when times are normal it's even more of a challenge now and when it comes to that uh, is it possible this year we're talking about the fact that you have three first round picks but is this the kind of draft where maybe a guy goes in a lower round and turns out to be a better player just because of what we're talking about here you don't get to study the way you normally do yeah absolutely could be a lack of exposure and and you find a gem in the later rounds because nobody's really had a chance to evaluate the player. But uh, then, then you need a little bit of luck. And, and we, don't, we don't want to believe in luck. We want to believe in, in the scouting and doing the work and being thorough about it and putting the players in the right order and, and getting them in the right slots. But, but sometimes luck goes into it too. We may have 
a, a cluster of players real high and we'll take uh, one or two or three of them in the first round and we still have the fourth guy left. We don't have a second round pick. Now we have, uh, have our third and the guy might still be there just because of the lack of exposure and we've seen him a lot. We studied him a lot and we had him very high on our list, maybe up in, even in the first round, but he didn't quite get to that group where we picked and, and he's still there in the third. I've seen that happen in, even in the normal years. So it could be very possible right now uh, with, with everything going on with the, uh, with the pandemic and lack of exposure. Because you guys have been at this for a long time, uh, is there a name right now that you know, I'm not asking you to say it, but do you know right now, hey, if we get the number five and this guy's here, that's the guy that we're looking to take? Well, we'll put our order together here in the, in the upcoming meetings, and I think we'll have a pretty good idea that, that uh, you know, it's going to be one, one of these two or three players that's going to slip to five, and, and we're hoping that it's going to be our number one. <laughs> Most likely won't be, but uh, if not, then it will be our number two, and, and then we'll uh, have our fingers crossed hoping that it's our number three and so forth, and, we'll, and whoever the best one or the highest one uh, left available for us at five will pick, and... We always talk about it. We, put, we take the best player available in, in our minds. We're not um, doing it on, on need or position. I, I think it's dangerous to do that because the needs can change so quickly. And once these players are ready, it could be four or five years, and the needs could be completely different than they are right now. So best player available, that's the strategy, and that still holds. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that, and I figured you would say that, but we all know the need is down the middle for your club right now, and, and maybe you could argue that has been a need for a couple of years that you're trying to take care of that. But again, that's where uh, other players, other picks, other avenues might come into play. Absolutely, and if it's a tie, then you could probably go for the center, but, but you don't want to make that mistake where you uh, think that you have that need and you do have that need, but then there's another player that, that's much better and has a much better projection for his career in, in our minds and, and becomes that and and 10 years later you're saying to yourself that why the heck did you pick a center when there was this this winger available who scored 600 goals ever since that what were you guys thinking so uh, I think that's where you get into the danger of, of trying to think short term when you actually have to think what, what are these guys going to be for their career and that's the tough part of amateur scouting. Even though nothing changed in your positioning, are you glad this is over now? Because this is kind of like step one. This is the baby step. Now you know exactly where you're drafting. You've been doing work. There's more work to do. Now you can just move ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have made it a lot more simple if we got one or two. I think we would have had a real good idea who we're going to get. might have been able to take a week off or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now, now we have five, and now we have to uh, keep our fingers crossed for four picks before us to hope that the, uh, the guy that slips to us is as high as possible on our list. Yarmo, thank you very much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. That is Blue Jackets general manager Yarmo Kekalainen with his thoughts right after the NHL draft lottery last night where the Blue Jackets stayed in the number five position. Well, for the Blue Jackets, this is really just step one in the offseason. There are plenty of steps remaining. They have to hire a new head coach. There will be an expansion draft where they will lose a player to the Seattle Kraken. There will be the NHL draft. Then there will be the free agency period. What moves will the Blue Jackets make to try to keep themselves competitive or get competitive again and get back to the postseason next year? Those are things that we'll be watching very closely and we will be talking about. And I know there are other things that you want to talk about with this team, and I promise you, in due time, we will. But right now, let's focus on the fact that the Blue Jackets will draft fifth overall. That is the first of three draft picks they have in the first round of this year's NHL draft. Of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs bowing out after one round of playoffs 
actually makes that first round pick a little bit more valuable than it would have been had they continued on. So it's going to be uh, wait and see. That's all we can do is wait and see until the Stanley Cup playoffs are over. But again, this is the first step in the process of getting the Blue Jackets back to where this management team wants them to be. I'm Bob McElligot, and thanks for listening.